Welcome to Limitless Love. I'm your host, Sony. I help powerful women find the love they deserve by cultivating more sensuality, playfulness, and abundance in their romantic lives. Are you a successful woman who is killing it in her career but can't seem to get it together when it comes to men and dating? You are used to being recognized as being the best at what you do. You've got a condo, maybe a shiny new car. You take fabulous girls trips around the world, spend your weekends wine tasting and shopping. From the outside looking in, you seem to have it all. But you're missing real romantic connection. It feels like every man you meet is wrong for you. You are meeting men who are intimidated by your success, emotionally unavailable, and you have convinced yourself that it will never happen for you. Well, I've got good news for you, babe. You're dead wrong. Real, authentic love is waiting for you. You can have it all. I know this because I have been in your shoes. In this podcast, I will help you on your path to love by sharing my expert guidance, tips and techniques. You are meant for love. You are meant to have it all. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi, I'm so excited you are here for the first ever Limitless Love podcast episode. This is not just my podcast, it's yours too. It's our podcast. In future episodes, I will be doing Dear Sony segments too, where I'll answer your questions related to love, relationships, dating, and sex. So reach out to me with your questions and share your stories with me. I'll share with you several ways you can connect with me in the show notes. In today's episode, I'm taking you on my journey. It's my journey to limitless love. You wouldn't believe me if I told you that I am a survivor of an arranged marriage to a porn-addicted, controlling narcissist. And I was only 19, with no way out. Rather than dating, the norm with Indians is to find spouses through arranged marriages. A huge percentage of Indians carry this tradition with them even when they move to Western countries, as was in my case. In India, typically, when a man or woman is ready to get married, the parents use matrimonial ads similar to newspaper personal ads or they network through friends and family to find possible candidates to marry their children. My mom and my ex-husband's mom grew up in India, in the same neighborhood, and my ex's mom was my aunt's best friend. When I was visiting my aunt, my ex-mother-in-law saw me and approached my parents for marriage prospect. And that's how I met and got married to my ex-husband when I was 19. Before we got married, I was living in Dubai, a city that was on the verge of explosive growth 
and on its way to becoming an avatar of wealth, quick blooming skyscrapers, opulent hotels, a mall with an indoor ski slope, while he lived in Houston, boring and dull. I got uprooted and moved from my entire life to come and live in a world that was already his. And the level of adaptation was huge. And I was starting completely from scratch. I came to Houston to be with my husband and for his love. Nothing else mattered. And then what I find out soon after we were married shocked me. Not only did he have a bad temper, but he was addicted to porn. One night, waking up at 2 a.m. and not finding him in bed, I went looking for him and for the first time, I, who was brought up in a very conservative way, saw my man ogling at naked women on the TV. Putting it in the words of a 19-year-old, I stood there, frozen, scared, nervous, not knowing what to say. I felt rage and anger and needing assurance of love all at the same time. I am not enough, was the thought going on in my head. Why does he need these women when he has me? My soul cried. I was there, but I didn't matter. I discovered mounds and mounds of porn video cassettes, Playboy and Penthouse magazine subscriptions that wouldn't stop. No matter how much I hated seeing them around, I screamed and yelled, but it didn't stop. Every time I would see a magazine show up in the mail with a black plastic wrapping, I would have this strong urge of shredding it, but I never did. It didn't stop there. One day, I caught him standing on a step stool by the window of our room with binoculars in his hands, looking into the bathroom of the next door neighbor, watching his wife undress. I just wanted to throw up. Women, human beings like me, are objectified, tortured, humiliated, used and discarded. That image burns in my mind even today when I think about it. He apologized and promised that he will never do it again, and yet I caught him doing it again and again. Anger rages in me that I didn't leave him, why I didn't have the courage to take my kids and walk out. This was killing me inside and neutering my soul finding him watching late-night Spanish news just to ogle at the newscaster's breasts and masturbate. Love, the reason for which I moved to Houston, was non-existent in my life. You know, love renews and restores. And when there is lack of love, it causes pain and disease. You want hugs and kisses at every turn, He, my ex-husband, would have the audacity to say this to me. You tell me, who doesn't want love and affection? At some level, we all desire it. Some people desiring it more than others because of our love language. 
and mine being primarily physical touch. Hearing that made me so angry. I can feel till today the anger that boils inside of me because he would say that. But wouldn't you want that? Every person wants that. And then telling me I am being unreasonable and demanding. How is desiring love from the one you are married to demanding? How dare he say that to me? I felt rejected and depleted by the one person who I wanted to love and bring sunshine in my life. This feeling of rejection and lack of love caused my body to becoming deceased. I had disconnected from my authentic nature, one of love, and therefore I detached from my state of ease, and then my body became deceased. I developed severe pelvic pain, pain so severe that my body wanted to explode. It was like period pain, but about three times worse. It was like a pack of porcupines coming and hugging me, like thousands of needles pricking me at the same time. 15 days every month of incapacitating pain, multiple doctor's visits and several procedures later, no clear diagnosis. I refused the laundry list of medications to subside the pain. For seven years, I endured fiery hot, lightning zap nerve pain. Fights and emotional and physical abuse had become an everyday thing in our house. Then, one cold winter night in February 2013, when it was storming and lightning outside, there was a storm going on inside our house too. Him and I fighting. Him pushing me and verbally abusing me. My son standing by the living room arch, watching it all. After the storm had passed, my son came to me while I sat at our breakfast table, tears rolling down my cheeks. He was 15 then. He hugged me, looked me in my eyes and told me, Mom, why don't you leave him? Why are you tolerating this behavior? In front of me, stood this 15-year-old boy who all of a sudden looked so strong and mature that it made my heart swell up with courage. There was power in his words that ripped through my heart and woke me up. I stood up and gave him a big hug. And that's when I finally realized I was using my kids as an excuse to stay in the marriage and that this marriage was hurting my kids. I realized I wasn't setting a good example for my kids. I was subconsciously telling my son that it's okay for a man to be disrespectful and be abusive to his wife. She will complain but will never leave him and will tolerate the bad behavior. And I was also sending a message to my daughter, who was 10 then, that it's okay for a man to be disrespectful and abusive to you, and you have to tolerate it. You don't have an option. That night, I made the decision to lift the dark clouds in my life.
My identity as a woman had never belonged to me. First, it belonged to India and the Indian culture. Then it belonged to my parents. Then to my ex-husband and his parents. And so in that moment, I decided it was time for my identity to belong to me. And I decided to define it myself. In September 2013, he moved out of our house. And in February 2014, I finally filed for divorce to end my toxic marriage of 22 years. I had also unknowingly started my healing journey. I would realize years later, my journey to find love was also my journey to healing my body. Life after divorce wasn't like swimming in crystal clear blue waters. I found myself in deep, murky waters of dating. The waters I had never swam in before. Getting well after tumultuous relationships and finding love is a process. I know because I experienced it. And I'm here to tell you that because I experienced it and I have helped several of my clients experience it, you can experience it too. Inner healing is a long process. And you know what got me out of the murky waters? Was a beacon of light shining from the lighthouse. I was so busy trying to keep afloat in the murky waters that I totally forgot to notice this beacon of light that was always there trying to guide me to shore. The day I realized that the beacon of light was there to guide me to the crystal clear blue waters, that which I desired the most, and the day I realized that I don't have to figure it out all by myself, I followed its light. My beacon of light was my coach. And you know, if I hadn't followed that reliable light from the lighthouse, which is visible in all weather conditions, providing stability and direction and leading us forward, I would still be in those murky waters, not knowing I needed this guiding light in my life. Investing in a relationship coach was scary. It was expensive. Jumping into it, I didn't even know that it was going to be my solution. The journey to the crystal clear blue waters was not an easy one. In fact, it took me several years. As I continue to share my story, you will see how that evolved into me healing my body and my soul. It evolved me getting past my intimacy fears, all those bad boys I dated, leading me to finding my husband. And it actually was the catalyst for me to do the work that I do today as a love and relationship coach. I trusted the process. I followed the beacon of light all the way along. It wasn't perfect, but it was totally worth the work. Even when I work with my clients, I tell them to trust the process, to follow the light, to go with the flow, and to date more often, to date with an open heart. It will feel scary. Real intimacy is scary. To be seen for who you truly are and being accepted for that is scary. It felt scary to me too. And today, I can say with so much confidence that if I had not done the uncomfortable work 
and stepped out of my comfort zone. When dating, I wouldn't have been married to my amazing husband. You know, it's amazing the number of women I talk to who don't give themselves permission to date or won't give themselves permission to trust the process. It's very important that you date with an open heart because when you have been rejected or made to feel a certain way, you close your heart. Opening your heart to love is not impossible. Allow the man in your life that will heal you and give you the love you most deserve. I have learned tools and I have used those tools, tools that help me heal and tools I love making available to other women so that they can open their hearts as well. I work with so many powerful women who are challenged with opening their hearts and removing the blocks to love that they have unconsciously built. It's really my intention to show women that there is a way. I went through it. It's a process, but there is a way. I finally discovered what the block was. I finally discovered that even with all the guys that I had been dating based on chemistry, and here's this one precious man, my soulmate, my now husband, who I was about to lose had I not found this instrument to heal my heart, the one I now use to help my clients. In February, I got married to the king of a man. It was the most beautiful day of my life. He treats me like a queen and showers me with his attention, affection, and love and supports all my dreams and desires. And you know, that pelvic pain I talked about earlier, the one I endured for seven years, it magically disappeared after five months of me meeting my now husband. When I allowed myself to receive the love I so deserved and removed the blocks that were keeping love away from my life, he became the conduit of my physical healing and my body was no longer deceased. I created this life for myself in my late 40s. All this while being a single mom with two teenage kids and having a successful career. I am here to tell you, my loves, you are meant to have it all. Yes, you are meant to have it all. When our desires are stronger than our doubts and limiting beliefs, nothing can stop us from making them a reality. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you have loved this episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you really love this episode, I'd love if you beauties can leave me a review. For more love and dating advice, join my private Facebook community, Limitless Love. And for daily inspiration and fun, Come hang out with me on Instagram at Sony Healthy. Until next time.